Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for taking time out to spend with us right here as you listen in to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Now we're going to go ahead and open up, but we cannot do that without thanking our sponsors and letting you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. For those of you who are into social media, they have a Facebook page that you can check out simply by searching Christian Humor forward slash inspirations. Also, we have our other sponsor, Lucille Roan, who is the founder of Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, better known as HIPFO. HIPFO exists to encourage veterans to participate in their own healing and transitional process through education, mental services, peer groups, and motivational seminars, providing a supportive environment to honor veterans past, current, and future. HIPVO has encouraging veteran apparel available that makes you proud to be a veteran. And also, if you desire for Lucille Rohn to come and speak as a speaker at any event that you have in reference to active duty military, military families, or veteran, please get more information by visiting their website at LucilleRohn.com. That is L-U-C-I-L-L-E-R-O-A-N-E. And so we're going to go ahead and open up this show with a word of prayer. Amen. So if you're with us, we ask that you're going to join us in prayer. If you can safely bow your heads. If not, please just be with us in mind, body, and spirit. So, Father, on today, we just come giving you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, we just come asking special prayers on the day there, God. We're praying for individuals that have children and family members and friends that are missing there, God. Father God, we just ask that right now that when it comes to human trafficking, sex trafficking, dear God, that you would just open up people's eyes, Heavenly Father, that you would let investigators be able to find these individuals. Individuals so that people can be returned to their families and their loved ones. And for the ones who have been lost, dear God, that their families can get closure, dear God. Father God, on the day, we're just praying against natural disasters, the tornadoes that have been happening over the weekend, dear God. We're praying that communities will be rebuilt, restructured, and recentered on you, dear God. We pray for those individuals that lost things in tornadoes, dear God, that you would just open up the windows of heaven, that you would pour out those blessings that they won't have room enough to receive, dear God, but it would go throughout that community in that rebuilding effort and not only the material things that were lost heavenly god heavenly father but also in those spiritual things father god we're praying for those individuals who've been to the doctor in the past week that have uh, gotten bad diagnoses dear god we're praying for healing on the day we're praying to increase our faith dear god we're praying for miracles that happen that what the doctor said is not the final say father god we pray for those individuals that are traveling dear god that you give them that traveling grace and mercy that you just put a heads of protection around around them, Heavenly Father, let them get from one destination to the other. And Father God, as always, we're praying for your word to go forth and do exactly what it said that it would do. We're praying for those individuals that are hungry, Heavenly Father, for your word. And we're praying for those individuals that are feeding them with your word, Heavenly Father, that they're giving them good substance, Heavenly Father, to nourish their spirits, their bodies, and their souls. And so, Father God, on the day, we're praying for those individuals in this time, in this season, where we have graduates, dear God. We're praying for graduates at every level, dear God. 
whether it be kindergarten, whether it's middle school, high schools, those graduates in college, dear God. We pray for those who are graduating from one uh, area in their lives to another, dear God. And we just ask that on the day as they move forward in their lives, dear God, that you would order their steps right now, dear God, that they will be successful and that everything that they do, it will be Christ-centered, that it will be touched by you, and it will be blessed and better than blessed. Yes, and so, God. Father God, on the day, we're also just coming praying against uh, sin. We're praying against hate and oppression, dear God. We're praying against negative speech, dear God. We're asking you to turn our tongues around, Heavenly Father, and speak blessings over our lives. Yes, and so, Lord, Father Jesus. God, we just come today, finally, just praying against the attack of the enemy, Heavenly Father, yes, that we God. will be able to put on the whole armor of God, yes, that we will withstand the wiles of the enemy, dear God, that we will band together as a people, dear God, turn from our wicked ways, turn back towards you, and that way you can hear from us. So, Father God, we just continue to give you glory, honor, and praise. We continue to let your word be spread. We ask you to dispatch your angels, dear God, to do your will and your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And so, the motto for our show right here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities. Our foundational scripture for the show is coming from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And so just to give a recap of the last show that we did, that show was entitled Finding Safety in Your Marriage. Mm -hmm. Finding Safety in Your Marriage. And so with that, we talk about a lot of things. We talked about the definition of safety. And we also said that when it comes to safety, oftentimes that is a position that we have to put ourselves in to be safe. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that in um, the past, in history, that people put up fences, they put up moats around castles, they put up big uh, gates in order to keep the enemy out so that they could have a source of safety. Mm-hmm. And when we kind of bring that forward into our relationships, uh, we ask, you know, what fence, what moat, what gate are you building to surround your marriage to protect it from uh, the attacks of the enemy? Mm-hmm. Uh, we also uh, state that sometimes when it comes to even us putting those gates up, uh, we can put them up, but if we keep opening them up for certain individuals, then, mm. you know, we're not allowing safety to occur. Hmm. And then who do you find your safety in? Mm. Uh, you should be able to find safety in your husband, in your spouse, in your friends, in your loved ones. But we know that that first uh, aspect of safety has to come through God. Mm-hmm. We have to have our faith in him so that he builds us up. He can feed into us so that we can be able to intercede not only for ourselves and for other individuals that may require Uh, some safety as well. Mm. And so, you know, we kind of asked ourselves, we we need to put ourselves in check, if you will, to see where we're at in the building of our faith. Mm. And have we become so comfortable with being unsafe? Wow. Have we become comfortable with just saying, well, that's just what it is. You know, I'm just got to take it for what it is. This is all that I've been given. Do you just become comfortable with that? Because Mm. God never meant for you to just sit in one place and just... Um, be able to receive one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants you to be able to flourish. He wants to be able to make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. But if we're just going to sit in a place where we're going to be in danger all the time, how can he help us to move? We've got to be able to do something uh, on our own. Mm-hmm. And then we also talked about 
uh, you know, safety being a foundation and in a relationship, sometimes that foundation or I will say that foundation needs to always be set as early as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. You can't build on a bad foundation. So if you felt like you have been unsafe with an individual in the past, then you have to go back and kind of restructure that. You got to fix that so that you can have that safety as you go forward in your relationship. Mm, that is so good. And so if you happen to miss out on um, the previous show that we had or any other show, feel free to check that show out on on our podcast at buzzsprout.com that's b u z z s p r o u t.com and so just kind of letting you know that um today's topic is let the two become one again it is let the two become one and views expressed on the show are those of the host guest and callers and not necessarily those of krgn 98.5 fm its management or other advertisers krgn 98.5 fm holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show and so as we also move forward, we just want to talk about our Marriage Mondays with the Kings disclaimer. Uh, please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Mm-hmm. Also note that the topics discussed are reflective of those supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based on our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriage, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so as we move into today's topic, uh, let the two become one, uh, we want to kind of throw out our marriage question of the day. And that question is, why is it such a struggle for husbands and wives to become one? Hmm. Why is it such a struggle for husbands and wives to become one? And so as we go throughout the show, uh, we're going to give some answers to that um, as we also talk about just becoming uh, the two becoming one as well. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to go ahead and get into today's show. Um, Like it said, you know, if you have your Bible or your Bible app, we encourage you to turn with us and we're going to start in the beginning. Now, our um, foundational scripture, Matthew Chapter 19, verse 6 speaks of it, but we're going to take it back to the beginning. And I will be reading from the King James Version of the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 21 through 24. And it reads, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of me. Verse 24 says, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And so again, that was the book of Genesis Chapter 2, verses 21 through 24, King James Version. And so the question is asked, um, what is the two becoming one? What is the two becoming one? What does that look like? What is it currently looking like in your marriage? Would you say that you both are becoming one? Many who are at odds with each other in their marriage, that answer would probably simply be no. And so we're going to go ahead and we're just going to get into, like my husband was saying, a list of things. What does that look like? Because a lot of people 
realistically speaking, and you may think that we're playing, a lot of people do not know what it actually looks like for the two become one. They know how to fake what it looked like and make it appear to other people that the husband and the wife are on one accord. But to truly become one, what is the two becoming one? And so I'll go ahead and I'll just give three quick things. And then, you know, of course, my husband has things as well. But just looking at the surface superficial of what the two becoming one may be in people's marriage today, many may think it's buying a home together. After you get married, we're buying a home together. Many may think um, it's going to church together, which that is very important. But, oh, well, we go to the same church, so we're now one. We're going to church together. We're now one. Many may say that saying that you are husband and wife just because you go around and you tell people oh this is my husband or yes I'm a wife now that means that the two become one the two are one actually and realistically that's just scratching the surface that's not even going deep with what the two becoming one actually is so we're going to go ahead and get into that on today okay so as we we go forward with that um I, I just wanted to take a shot if you will on that particular verse. And, and for those of you who have been listening to us for a while, uh, you know that that is our foundational scripture, Matthew, the 19th chapter, the sixth verse. And, you know, once again, it reads, so there are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So when two things become one, when two individuals become one, you have to understand that in the conception of marriage, mm. in the conception of marriage, when a man takes a wife, Mm-hmm. We have to understand that there is a symbolism, if you will, of unity. Come on. That those individuals have to be able to come together on the same accord mm-hmm. in order to be able to do certain things. Mm-hmm. You have to have a purpose that may be there for those two things coming together. It could be physical, mm-hmm. it may be spiritual as well. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, what we have to uh, understand is that when you're single, that is something that is old. Mm, when you on. become married, that is something that is new. Yes. It's something that God designed. So that is something that you constantly have to work on in order to have a balanced life. Mm. And so when the two become one, you have that physical aspect. And, you know, we're all adults here. There's going to be that sexual aspect. Mm-hmm. There is growth that needs to occur between both individuals. There is um, maturity that has to come together. Those individuals have to work together as a team to make that relationship work. Mm-hmm. Because when you two come together, you have to understand that you're about to plant a seed that may present something else that's going to come forward. Mm-hmm. That could be children that's going to be coming forth. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not on one accord with yourselves, how can you expect your lineage to ever get on one accord? Because you're not working together. Mm-hmm. You're not understanding the aspect that when two individuals really can join themselves together, that you have to operate as one. If not, you would definitely be separated. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is actually true. And so, and what, what you was just talking about, Kenya, I was sitting up here thinking, and I jotted down that, the issue that we see, you know, and and like you said, we're going to be answering the question of the day, uh, our marriage question of the day. Why is it such a struggle for husbands and wives to become one? And see, a lot of the issue that I see today, and this is just me purely speaking from what I see, is that we want to be married, but we want to have a single mindset. 
And that right there in a sense is like an oxymoron. How can you want to be married? And, and, and marriage means that you're no longer two, but you're one. But then we want to have a, a single mindset. And so... We did put this out here briefly on our social medias, real brief, you know, just to kind of see what was said. And so one of the comments that we received from Paulette says, um, when we were talking about why is it so uh, such a struggle for husbands and wives to become one, she says, because most of us initially live in a performance based marriage. Wow. That right there. As long as my spouse does what I want for him or her to do, I'm satisfied instead of a faith based marriage. And she put in parentheses where God is the center of it all. And so God is the one that created this thing called marriage. But instead of us um, operating in unity, uh, 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 you know, based on the will of God who created this marriage, we want to operate as she says, which is so true as a performance based marriage. We want to perform for others. We want to know what is it that we, you know what I'm saying? Get out of it. What is my, you know, some people realistically, and it is so sad before they even say I do. And I, I'll be honest. I've heard women say this out of their mouth. Oh, when I get married to him or, you know, not so much men, but I'm going to, you know, keep it equal. A man may say, when I get married to her, this is what I'm going to get. You know, oh, I'm going to, uh, uh, he has a big house. Kenya has a big house. So when I marry him, I'm going to be moving into that big house. That car that he has over there is going to be mine. You know, oh, we're going to be, you know, it's, it's always about me, my, I, and, and things like that. It's never a unity mindset. Mm. And so Paulette is so true in what she says. We're too busy trying to live in a performance-based marriage instead of a faith based marriage. That's good. So getting kind of back to what I was saying uh, earlier, when you're talking about two individuals coming together, uh, we have to understand when, when two individuals come together uh, from a separate aspect, two individuals forming into one, mm-hmm. that now that one piece, you're nourishing each other. Mm-hmm. If Whether that's from an emotional standpoint, a spiritual, intellectual, or financial standpoint, whatever happens in that body of those two individuals being together is spread throughout the entire body. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when you eat something. You eat something, it goes down into your stomach, your stomach digests it, and it sends out nutrients to the rest of the parts of the body that needs that. Mm-hmm. So when the two become one, you have to understand that whatever you're putting into that relationship is spreading out through the rest of the body. That's true. And so one of the things that um, has one of the um, readers, uh, one of our listeners was saying, Miss Paulette, is um, one of the reasons why husbands and wives can't get uh, together and really become one is because they can't get on the same um, sheet of music with each other. They mm-hmm. can't get on one accord. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons for that is they're not letting God be the center of their relationship. Yes, they're, let, they're not letting God be the center of their relationship. And for me, what that leads into is when the Bible tells that for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and it should cleave unto his wife. Mm-hmm. And when you look up the definition of cleave, it is used as a verb and it says to split or to sever, mm. especially along a natural line or a grain. Mm-hmm. So when you have to split from your father and your mother, basically you have to put them to the side because now you're joined to something else. And that father and that mother relationship where it's good, it can't be brought into your relationship. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people can't, um, 
get on the same accord with one, one another. They can't operate with the two becoming one because you're letting everybody else divide you. Come on. Come you're on. letting parents, kids, friends, money, mm. every other thing divide you from becoming together because the enemy knows if you come together and, and really walk off that thing like God intended for you to do, he has no way that he's going to be able to penetrate into your relationship mm-hmm. and that things are going to always be bigger and better for you. Mm-hmm. But when you allow those things to come in that, that way and you don't um, allow for you guys to work together as a team, the enemy is already saying, well, they're already divided. That's true. And the Bible even tells you that a house divided against itself cannot stand. That's true. And so we have to really get into a mindset that when we make up our mind to marry uh, individual, that we have to work towards the goal of the two becoming one. Mm-hmm. It's not always about sliding the ring on the finger, saying some, some vows in front of church, and then poof, it magically happens. Mm. No, you got to work at that thing. You ain't lying. And then the other thing I'll talk about just really quickly, then I'll pass it back off to my wife. One of the reasons why you can't come together on one accord and, and operate as a team is because you're still acting like you're single. Come on. Come on. That's true. When, when we say that we're getting married, we have to know what marriage entails. Come on. And a lot of times people don't do that. It's like my wife was saying. We look at, well, we're going to get a house together. We're going to get a car. We want the kids. We want to have friends that are married, this, that, and the other. But you're not willing to do the work because you're still acting like you're in a single aspect. Mm, and so true. what we have to understand is when you look at the word marriage, when you look at two individuals becoming one, there is a putting away of things that you have to do because because like the Bible says, you know, you, you have to have a different mindset because behold, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Mm-hmm. There is a newness that you have to move into when it comes to marriage. Mm-hmm. If you start uh, buy a new house and you put new furniture in there, you're probably not going to take all the old stuff that was junk. Mm. and moving into the new house. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the reasons, another reason why we can't come to, uh, together as one, as husband and wife, is because we're still dealing with our own junk. That's true. That is so true. That is so true. And so as I was speaking about earlier, when as we're talking about what is the two becoming one, and I gave like three, you know, superficial surface examples of what, you know, what two becoming one look like. But what does it, what is it really the two becoming one. What is it really? And so one of the things that I wrote down is having a one mindset and moving as a unit. Now, some people may argue and they say, well, no, I got to have my own mind. And, because see, this is the thing to get me. Let, let me just go ahead and put it out there like this, like you know that I will. When it comes to uh, uh, things that will help us grow, we do not realize that we buck against it and it, we buck against it automatically because nine times out of 10, we're wrong in, in, in whatever's being said is penetrating us, but we're going to buck against it and argue and we're wrong. And that's what happened in a lot of marriages. You know what I'm saying? Our spouse may tell us something that's going to help us grow, but because we have that single mindset instead of that mindset of unity and one, instead of taking in so my husband maybe tell me something that baby I don't really care for that but instead of me taking in what he's saying that's going to help me grow and become a better wife in the long run I automatically get upset and then I attack him because my mindset is not one of unity with my husband it's a single mindset and you're attacking me as an individual and you're attacking my person you're attacking my character when that's not what he's actually doing he's just sharing with me something that he does not like 
And so another thing would be having a oneness of God. Okay, now that can that can that says a lot. Having a oneness of God in your marriage. What is that, Shan? So so you two both agreeing that God is your head. God is the covering of your marriage. Um, um, the spiritual order in which God has laid out in the scriptures for the marriage. That's a, a sense of oneness of God. Uh, uh wives, we recognize as the word of God says that we are to submit unto our own husbands scripture as our husbands submit unto God and, and things like that. And so another thing is God's word, having a oneness of God. We can't set up here and do the supervision, superficial surface, which is what I was talking about earlier where, Oh, I'm just a husband. I'm a wife. You happy. You showing everybody your little ring and everything you got like that. But you, you, you're, you may even be talking God out of your mouth, but when it comes to your marriage, you're not. That's an issue. You are not having a oneness of God. And so by example, you know, we we can tell you all being really transparent. We were not always here. It took some time to get here. And that's another problem for those of you who are listening in, you're single or you're engaged right now. Put this in your golden nugget piggy bank, as we always say, and understand that when you come into this thing called marriage, that single mindset, you got to lose because you will not be able to become one. You can fake a marriage. You can have a performance base like Paulette said, but you would never get to a place of a faith-based marriage, a spiritually based marriage, a oneness of God. If you always keep a single mindset and then you sit up here and you want to blame your husband or your wife as to why your marriage is not working. But the word of God tells us that we must renew our mindset daily. We're not willing to do anything that God's words say in reference to our marriage yet. And still we go and lie out of our mouth. I'm going to be honest and say that our marriage is under a oneness of God. No, it's not. If you're not lining up with God's word, if you're not lining up with God's perfect order, when it comes to our marriage, if you, yeah, you can say all day that God is the head of your marriage and he's your covering and he's your foundation. But if your fruits that you are supposed to be bearing is not saying the same thing there is no oneness of god i'm just gonna be honest mm. and you know something that kind of jumps out to me you know we talked about christ being the center of it um understand that in the beginning um there was always meant to be a trifold if you will mm. you had adam you had eve you had god okay you had adam you had eve you had god mm-hmm. adam and eve didn't have an issue until a fourth person stepped inside of it. oh come on come on sir come and so on. what we have to understand Ooh, is that we have to make sure that we have a trifold in in our relationships that's that man is that woman in that marriage and then once again you let god be the center of that come on and so one of the things that 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 i'm kind of leading into with that a lot of times we can't um come together as one because we haven't had boundaries that have been set and if they have been set we don't respect those boundaries Mm. in other words when god told adam and eve don't eat from the tree in the midst of the the garden Mm -hmm. eve let the enemy come in Mm. there was a boundary that was set and they let somebody cross that boundary come on and so until you set boundaries establish those boundaries and live by those boundaries in relationships you're going to always have more than the three people that's supposed to be there which is the man the woman and god come on when you let other people get into the midst of it and 
of course, when they're not being helpful, you're going to have some issues. Mm, so mm, what mm. I have to tell you is that you have to be careful who you're listening to. Come on. Come People on. will give you advice, if you will. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the advice that they give you, they won't even follow. Come on. Come you got somebody on. that's, and I'm not knocking anybody in this situation. We know that life just happens to mm-hmm, individuals. Mm-hmm. But you got somebody that can't get married mm. or can't stay married trying to tell you how to figure out your marriage issues. Mm, 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 mm. My God, my God. And then at times we're letting individuals tell us different things that are breaking the rules that have been set by the two. Mm, Come on. You're going to tell somebody that doesn't, you're going to allow somebody to tell you what to do in your house that doesn't live in your house. Mm. The person that you didn't marry. Come on. Because they're supposed to be doing with their spouse, doing what they're supposed to be doing to keep their house straight, not always trying to keep yours straight. Come on. Come on. So the other thing that we have to understand as well is that you have to stay um, connected to the person that you're married to. Mm. See, a lot of us are still connected to our exes. Ooh, come on. Mm. You can't get on one accord with your spouse because you're still thinking about that ex. You're still dealing with issues uh, with that ex. You're still calling back, having phone calls and conversations with your ex. About your current marriage. Yes. Mm. And so we have to understand that, you know, in life, sometimes that needs to happen. Some people have to figure out how to co-parent because of divorce and things of that nature. But there's a lot of communication that goes on that probably shouldn't be happening in that realm. Mm. How can you expect to get one house? fix if you're still over there trying to work on another one come on mm. you know and, and and the bible is really strict to tell us that you can't serve two masters come on come on and, but that's something i'm gonna get into a little later but you know what baby real quick before we get ready to go to our commercial break one of the things that you just said <laughs> which which was so powerful and I, I had to write it down it was just so powerful um but one of the things that you just said when you were talking about how we stay connected sometimes as people with our exes even though we're married right now um and then you gave the illustration of Adam Eve and God and how the marriage didn't um become messed up in a sense until a fourth person came in and so it made me think about Eve yes she was talking and having conversation because questions was being asked with a serpent um in the old testament in the book of genesis and that's the same thing questions are being asked about our marriage outside by someone else who could replicate the serpent because Mm -hmm. they're not helping our marriage they're asking questions for their own personal gain and good and trying to see how they can get away in Mm -hmm. so we really need to be discerning about the information that we share with others outside of our marriage in reference to our marriage if they're not doing anything to help cover build up and pray for our marriage That's good. so let's go ahead and get into this good old commercial break <laughs> and we're going to come back <laughs> with the second segment of our show all right so as we move forward in our commercial break uh you guys always know that we like to thank those individuals that support marriage mondays with the kings here on krg and 98.5 fm the rock and so we want to start off in chicago illinois and send a big shout out Shut-tale. to vanessa walker Mm. Vanessa Walker Bowie and once again of uh, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Vanessa. Uh, now we're going to jump over to Denver, Colorado. We want to send a big shout out to Lucille Salinas. Okay. Lucille Salinas in Denver. And then last but not least, we want to send a big shout out to Tatiel Nelson Pompey of Point 
Fortin Trinidad. Wow. To Neil Nelson Pompey, Point Fortin Trinidad. All so right. once again, Marriage Mondays with the Kings is getting bigger than what we ever thought it would be. <laughs> Amen. Uh, nothing due to our part. This is all yes. God uh, letting his word go forth. And like he said, it will not return to him void. So we just want to thank those three individuals, but not only those three, but to everyone that supports Marriage Mondays with the Kings in any capacity. We yes. thank you. Thank we you. appreciate you. And we ask for your continued support. Yes. And so as we move into our anniversaries, uh, you guys know we love to celebrate anniversaries here on the show. And so we're going to start off right here in Colleen, Texas, oh. uh, to Denis and Marcelette Key of Colleen, Texas. I think that's Denny. Is it Denny? Mm-hmm. Okay, Denny, I apologize. And uh, married 22 years on the 8th of May. Wow. 22 years. Hmm. And then jumping over to Tucson, Arizona, uh, sending a big shout out to Jerome and Donna Walker, married 32 years on the 9th of May. Come on. Yes, 32 32. years. (laughs) And so to Aaron and Precious Kirkland of Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, celebrating their one year anniversary on the 11th. It seemed like they just got married two months ago. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, when you look at those individuals that are celebrating that first year, you know, when you hear these individuals that are married for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, Uh you know, those are those goals that you should be looking forward to. Amen. And so also in Clarksville, Tennessee, a big shout out to Willie and Tammy Austin, married. 30 years wow. on the 13th. Congratulations. And man, Clarksville wow. is ruling here right about it's now. Like boom, some boom, some boom. must be in the water. Come on. Uh, but to Bill <laughs> and Linda Rudolph of Clarksville, Tennessee, married 49 years wow. on the 16th. Congratulations. 49 years. They're about to come up on the big 5 0. Come on. Yes. That's amazing. And then jumping over to Fayetteville, North Carolina, we'll send a big uh, happy anniversary shout out to Walter and Christy Kirkland. Okay. Um, celebrating 19 years of marriage. Marriage on the 17th. Hey, congratulations yes. to so everybody. So there's a lot of double digits there. And Amen. then one single digit that we're going to pray that turns into double digits. Come on, all come right. On. And so for all those individuals that are celebrating uh, anniversaries, we just want to say happy anniversary to you. If we didn't get your name, but you're celebrating, we want to say happy anniversary to you as well. And we're going to continue and pray that God continues to bless you with many more to come. Amen. Amen. And so just kind of moving forward, um, we, we always encourage, we take the time out on our show to encourage that you all get out into your local community of wherever you live around the world. One thing that we can honestly say from experience, um, me and my husband and, you know, not trying to say anything about the United States in any means or whatever, because we grew up in the, um, the village mentality here when we were growing up. When you visit other countries around the world, community and that connection of community is very important. When you see people in their villages, when you see people in their towns, we had the pleasure of living, you know what I'm saying, amongst the locals in their um, local community. And it was such a beautiful thing to see the connection that everyone have. So we encourage you, if you are currently doing that, to continue to do that because it's very important um, as we support and love one another another in in God. And so we encourage that more so bringing it back home to the United States. Get out in your community. See what your local community is all about. Don't stay stuck up in your home. You know, get to know your brother and your sister to the right. And so 
get out and visit those mom and pop shops. You know, me and my husband do not just speak about it. Let me tell you, we are about it. And and when you get out and you have your favorite mom and pop shop or, you know, your favorite um, hometown restaurant that you frequent, share it on social media, share it with others. Cause maybe people that are new to your community, they're trying to find new things to do. And they don't know. Um, in Texas, Texas is known for fest festivals. You hear me? They have rabbit festivals and strawberry festivals and watermelon festivals. And it's just a time where people come outside. They come together as a community. They eat, they play games. The families just fellowship with one another. And so we just encourage you to do that. You know, don't say, oh, it's boring where I live when there are so many amazing things. And these business owners are putting in a lot of work and effort to have these community events. So get out and support them. Now keep in mind that KRGN is a 100% listener supported radio station. And what that means is it operates off the giving and the love and the sharing of the people. And so in saying that, if you would like to sow into the soils of good ground, as we were taught, please look no further than KRGN 98.5 FM. As you can see, not just by our show, but all the shows on KRGN, it is reaching over the airways, God's word around the world. So consider this, um, this radio station. If you would like to send seeds of love, and offering whatever the case may be to be a blessing, blessings to carry you in, please feel free to send it to 100 West Central Texas Expressway, suite number 307, Harker Heights, Texas 76548. Also for you who are listening in the local area, if you are familiar in Central Texas and Harker Heights, Texas with the Extra Coal Bank building, the big building on the corner as we call it in Harker Heights, you can take the elevator up to the third floor when you get off make a right walk all the way down and on the right hand side you will see a drop box where you can sow you know your your seeds of love into krgn please um, do not forget about the KRGN app that we have. You can go to your Google Play Store. You can go to your App Store and you can type in KRGN FM. You'll see a royal blue and white app. Download that app. If you already have it downloaded, share with someone else because people are looking for positivity, inspiration. You know, they're looking for a word from God and I'm telling you KRGN be bringing that fire. You hear me? So keep that in mind if you would like to listen via um, internet because you're going to be out of the country and God is blessing you to travel around the world. As long as you have internet, you can listen at www.mykrgn.com. And so moving on, we cannot do that without showing love as we have been doing for two and a half, almost three years to some amazing men and women of God, some amazing people. And so first up, we have the spiritual overseers of KRGN who is Pastor Rodney and First Lady. Karen Gilchrist, who covers KRGN with prayers and 
you know, lift KRGN up and we thank you for that man and woman of God. And then we have the radio station owners. That's Mr. Ron and his beautiful wife, the lovely Mimi Grace. Thank you so much for allowing KRGN for God to use you to speak through you to start KRGN so it can be a blessing to many because it definitely is. All the radio personalities, the volunteers, the, the radio host, the sponsors, those who donate to KRGN, Thank you so much for being a blessing. We greatly appreciate it right here from Marriage Mondays with the Kings and not just us, but representing KRGN, the KRGN family as a whole. And so like we said, remind people about downloading that app and keeping it locked 24-7 right here to KRGN 98.5 FM, The Rock. We're going to get into the second segment of our show, where is it entitled, Let the Two Become One. All right, so the two becoming one. As we start off the second segment, uh, I want to go to uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 24th verse. Okay. And I'm going to be coming from the Message Bible because I really want to make this as plain as I can uh, so everyone really gets a good understanding of this. Mm -hmm. And so the marriage question of the day is, why is it such a struggle for husbands and wives to become one? That could be answered in who you're trying to serve. Come on. Come Matthew 6, chapter 24, verse reads, you cannot worship two gods at once. Mm. Loving one God, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. Mm. You cannot worship God and money both. I'm going to tackle this one just from what is at the end. You, you can't worship God and money. Okay. You know, in your relationship with Christ being the center, if you let him be the center, other things will flow from that. Mm -hmm. But you can't be so caught up in money about your relationship mm -hmm. because when you get caught up in money, a natural imbalance occurs. Come on. You worry more about how you're going to get it, when you're going to spend it, how you're going to save it and all that stuff. Is and then you naturally money? start to take away from the other half of that relationship. Mm. And so it even tells you here, when you love one God, you end up hating the other. Now, I'm going to flip this for you. Okay. And y'all know we like to get real on here. Come on. Sometimes the two can't become one. We talked about you letting other people in your relationship. It could be a man or a woman. When you start loving one, you're going to naturally start hating the one that you're already with. Come on. That's true. So we have to understand that all that. You, you can't serve two masters. Mm -hmm. If you're saying that you're married to one individual, you need to stick with that one. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that adoration of one feeds contempt to the other because you're trying to catch somebody else's eye. It's calling, causing contempt in this other individual. It's causing hatred. And then we wonder why we have all these things going on in the news where you get a husband and a wife. Someone ends up dead because of outside uh, things that are going on. Mm. We have to understand you can't serve both. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Yes. We have to make up our minds that we, if we're going to be in a relationship, we need to walk that fine line, if you will. Mm. And so I, I'm going to go into a, just a, a quick commentary here. Okay. And the Bible tells us a lot of different verses about fruit. Mm -hmm. We talk about fruit of the spirit. It tells us that uh, individuals that are bringing forth the word, uh, they'll be known uh, by your fruits. Mm -hmm. What I want to present to you as a married couple is how are you gathering your fruit? Mm. How are you gathering your fruit? Um, I have a cousin that I grew up with and uh, we spent a lot of times together um, in the country where, where I grew up uh, out in the woods uh, way back in the day. Picking up different types of fruits, whether it was plums, berries, 
uh, pears, apples. And what we have to understand is that sometimes you're not in a position to be able to get fruit. Mm. And so what I want to show you is this concept of two becoming one, working together to get what you need in your relationship. See, I was really short. And so sometimes I couldn't reach up into the tree in order to get the, the fruit. So what I had to do at that point was to get some of the fruit that already fell on the ground. Mm -hmm. See, some of us aren't willing to reach down and pick up what's on the ground because we think being on the ground level is dirty. Mm -hmm. Now, my cousin was a little bit taller than me because she was older. She could reach up and get it. Mm -hmm. But no matter which one of us picked up the fruit, whether it was on the ground or off of the tree, we both were able to partake of it. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of individuals in the relationships today. They can't come together as one because they're too busy trying to fight each other and where the fruit's coming from. Wow. You mm -hmm. got a job as a sanitation worker, but I'm a lawyer. I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to come together as equals because you're seeing yourself as being higher than the other come person. On, come on. And so when it comes along that line of fruit, sometimes the fruit wasn't on the ground. Sometimes you couldn't just reach up on the limb to get it. We both had to climb up in the tree to get the fruit. Mm, wow. Now, once again, she was taller than me. Sometimes she had to boost me up. So can you guys boost each other up and get on the same level so that you can come together on one accord mm. and not tear each other down? Mm. And then mm -hmm. sometimes you didn't even have to climb the tree. Sometimes one of us got on both sides of the tree and we just shook it and brought the, fr uh, the, the fruit down. Come on. Wow. And so sometimes we, we have to ask ourselves the question, yeah, the, the fruit is there, but how bad do you want it? Will you pick it up off the ground? Will you climb up in the tree or will you shake the tree to be able to get the fruit Has a husband and a wife? Mm. So it's all about fruit. Uh, how are you going to prosper in your marriage? Are you going to be known by your fruit? What fruit are you producing? Mm. What fruit are you dropping on the ground so someone else can pick up and enjoy something from that? Are you giving back? Those are just basic principles of individuals coming together on one accord in a relationship so that the two become one. Because you have to understand in the end, it's not about you. Mm. It's all about God and it's about a legacy that you can set up for other individuals as they come up behind you, mainly your children. Mm -hmm. Other individuals that are looking at your relationship, they're saying, oh, I want my relationship to be like that. What fruit? Are you leaving for those individuals to pick up? Wow, that is amazing. And so just to um, remind you all, as we said in the first segment of our show, that we put the marriage question of the day out there on our social medias real briefly. And so I want to read another response, you know, because people take the time out to support us and respond. So we want to take the time out to let them know how much we appreciate them by um sharing what was said. And so our marriage question of the day again is why is it such a struggle for husbands and wives to become one? And so Colin says, there are some who operate in behaviors steeped in traditions. What's yours is mine and what's mine is mine. Happy wife equals happy life and rewarding negative behavior have become the norm instead of being taught by our, and in um, parentheses, he puts saved and delivered elders. So the doctrine has been either lost or blurred. Now I'm operating in pride and survival mode in the church due to ulterior motives. We never send my mom anything for her birthday because we don't have the money. But your mom's birthday has yet to see 
her giftless, her giftless. So why should I allow myself to be even more vulnerable? And so what I like about that is he's actually lining up with what my husband just said, that imbalance that happens in marriage, where when it comes to one, it's always a yes. When it comes to the other, it's always a no. And so that's why a lot of couples tend to not be able to come together on one accord. And so let me get back to the little list that I had about uh, what is coming on one accord really. And so ties that you had before not being over the tie that you have with your husband and your wife. And so when my husband had said that earlier, I said, "Ooh, we on one accord because that was something that I wrote down as well. And so being really transparent because a lot of husbands and wives argue over this very thing right here. A lot of husbands and wives. I'm going to be transparent and speak of a situation. Me and my husband was probably married, probably, I don't even think a year. Now, the two of us were becoming one in our journey because it was... It might have been a year, a little over a year, maybe a year and a half. So in the beginning part of our marriage, 20 something years ago, um, there was a good friend. It was a guy friend that I was really cool with. And anybody who's been supporting us for a while know that, you know, 20 years ago, I didn't do females. I just didn't do females. They was trifling to me. I'm just going to be honest and transparent. So I always kicked it with guys because I was like at the end of the day, because, you know, I was a little anyway. So at the end of the day. The guys would have my back instead of dealing with messy females. Well, I had a really good male friend that I was really cool with. He was like a brother. That was right before um, me and my husband got married. Me and the guy friend was really cool. And so when we, you know, me and my husband was together, we were dating. I introduced him to my guy friend and, you know, he was really cool and everything like that. Well, after me and my husband had got married for some time, he told me, he said, um, I don't think I want you being friends with him anymore. And of course... 20 some years and I'm like why and we go through all these things and whatever and so I was just like okay so I contacted my guy friend I was like hey you know I know we're really cool I look at you as a brother da 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 but you know because of my marriage you know my husband is not feeling comfortable with this situation so this will be my last time talking to you and my husband was right there on the phone when I did it you know and stuff like that and so my guy friend was like Wow, really? He said, oh, okay. He said, you know, I don't want nothing to come between you and your husband. He was like, okay. And I was like, you know, it was good being friends with you and ended it right there. See, when it comes to these ties, a lot of people do not realize that you hurt your marriage because you are putting other ties that you had before you said I do over the tie that you have with your spouse. Now I could have kept continued. I could have argued with my husband. I could have snuck behind my husband's back and continued talking to my guy friend. I could have even said, cause some of you all have said it out of your marriage. Or let me holler at somebody on today. You've said this out of your mouth in your marriage. You've said, well, I knew them before you. So you can't tell me either you deal with it or we not going to be together. Baby, y'all not boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. Your husband and wife. So you have to make decisions that are going to be conducive to your marriages, husbands and wives. See, that's why I said in the beginning of the show, we want to be married, but we still want to operate with a single mindset. So at the end of the day, because I said I do with my husband, I chose my husband because that's my husband. Even though this was a real good friend of mine, my baby wasn't comfortable with it. Okay, let's go ahead and end at the end. Um, another thing is parenting and uh, discipline. 
Discipline and raising your family on one accord. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to be direct for the sake of time because we got nine more minutes left in this show. A lot of you all's marriages, um, your marriages is causing your family not to be on one accord because your children didn't learn how to manipulate the mom and the daddy because y'all can't get on one accord. Mm. So you are creating little manipulators. And then when they become teenagers and that manipulative spirit becomes strong, the spirit of manipulation that they learned because of your lack of becoming one then you get mad at the children no the children's manipulating spirit is secondary to you two not being able to be on one accord and discipline and raise your children on one accord and so there is so much more when it comes to this but those are just some of the things that i jotted down that was good that was real good and so one of the things I wanted to bring to the table as well, Amos 3 and 3, okay. uh, coming from the King James Version says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Mm. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Uh, answering that marriage question of the day, sometimes it's a struggle for husbands and wives to become one because you're not walking together and you're not agreeing. Come on. That's true. We have to be able to say the same thing, live in the same manner. We have to be able to talk about which direction that we want to go in and then go in that direction. And I kind of look at that from a standpoint of that three-legged race that you see at picnic sometimes. You tie that inside leg together and the people talk to each other and say, you know what? We're going from here to there. What we have to do is we have to put these two legs that are tied together first and then let those other legs come in an opposite union. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you have to be able to walk together and you have to be agreed upon where you're walking to. Amen. And so the other thing that I, I kind of wanted to, to parallel with this, uh, I know a lot of individuals are very familiar with the story of um, uh, Ruth and Naomi in the Bible. And with that, out of that came a marriage and a union between Ruth and Boaz. Hmm. And so in the beginning, Boaz had to go before some of his friends and some of the elders that was there in that particular community to be able to purchase a a plot of land Mm -hmm. that he was basically uh, working in the field, uh, planting wheat and things of that nature. And then what he had to do at that point is that from that, he was able to marry Ruth because he saw her gleaning in the fields. Mm -hmm. Now, watch this. That thing that we was telling you before about your fruit, Coming on one accord. Boaz and Ruth came on one accord with each other when they got married. Then they had a son that was named Obed. Mm -hmm. And then they had a grandson that was named Jesse. Mm. Jesse would end up being the father of David. And we know that from David's lineage came Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Mm. So ask yourself the question, who will you give birth to? Wow. Who will you give birth to? Hmm. If you don't get together on one accord, or I, let me put it this way. If you come together on one accord, who will you bring into this world that can do something great? Come on. Come on. That's amazing. Because I'm pretty sure when you look back at Ruth and Boaz, they probably would have never thought that we're going to be directly connected in some shape, form, or fashion to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that you're going to have a Savior, but we know that there are a lot of individuals in this world that we can look at, that we can emulate. Mm-hmm. You can bring forth a doctor. You can bring forth a lawyer, a teacher. You bring forth... um a biochemist Mm. or you can bring forth and I'm not saying this in a negative way. You can bring forth a sanitation worker. That's the best sanitation worker out there. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
So just ask yourself that question. If we get together on one accord and my wife and I have went through this, she has said it many times when we were going through our things up and downs over the years. She said, you know what? If we get together on one accord, there's no telling what God would do for us. Amen. There's no telling what will be birthed out from us. And mm-hmm. because we did finally come together on one accord, things started to line up for us mm-hmm. and we started to see the blessings of God started to uh, transpire in our relationship. That's true. The people that we meet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're being put in places where people may say, y'all shouldn't even be at this uh, get together. But we end up meeting some of the top dignitaries that are there. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a uh, uh, we're on first name basis with certain individuals. Mm-hmm. We don't say that to, to try to gloat or anything of that nature. It's just the fact that we now we recognize because we got on the same sheet of music that now God can fully use us for his will and his purpose. Amen. That is so true. And so one of the last things that I will say in reference to this as we're getting ready to close the show is, you know, if you want to really examine if you as husband and wife or wife and husband are on one accord, um, you know, think about how you speak. Think about how you speak. So, so, so first I'm going to say, you know, as a, as a child of the most high God, if someone says something and they speak something out of their mouth, um, against you or your family, what we tend to say, and we don't even have to think about it. Oh, the devil is a lie. You will not speak that negativity over me and my husband. You will not speak that negativity over my family. You know, it just starts coming out of us because that which is in us is going to come out without us even thinking about what we're saying. We are automatically defending. And so think about how you speak when, when people ask me questions or my husband questions, and I I didn't even realize this until one day I was listening to myself talk. Literally, someone asked me a question to say, Shan, okay, when, when you finish, you know, this level of degree or whatever, what is it that you want to do? And what I automatically do is start speaking about me and my husband. Oh, we, oh, we've spoken about, well, we're seeking God's face. We're praying about, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I had to ask myself, Shan, number one, your husband is nowhere around to be seen. And number two, you're speaking about the both of you all, but that is what is now in me. And so instead of you hearing, oh, that's my house, that's my money. Uh huh. I'm the one who did that. That's my car. Those are my children. That's my son. We, I, I don't do that. It's this is our house. This is our son. Because guess what? These are some things that we have built together. And a lot of you all are not even speaking out of your mouth. And we know what it says in the scriptures. Life and death is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so what are you what life are you speaking? What is exuding out of you that is a, a rep, uh, you know, is representing your fruits. A lot of you, you all are not bearing fruits because you're not even speaking fruit. You see what I'm saying? You speaking single and you are, uh, uh, as Paulette saying, doing your performance based marriage by saying that you're married. So, okay, we're winding down to the last couple of minutes of our show. Okay. So as we go into this last couple of minutes, just one more thing I want to throw out there, uh, to answer, uh, the marriage question of the day. Why is it such a struggle for husbands and wives to become one? Uh, I think all those things that we talked about answers that question. And the last thing I'll give you guys is imbalance in your relationship Mm -hmm. not seeing each other as equals Mm -hmm. not seeing each other as equals if you think you're higher than another individual then how would you go down and step down lower to marry that individual to put them on your same level Mm. true so just a little uh, food for thought and so as we move forward with our thought of the week husbands and wives recognize that in a marriage you have become one flesh if you live your private pleasure 
at the expense of your uh, at the expense of your spouse, you are living against yourself and destroying your joy. But if you devote yourself with all your heart to the holy joy of our spouse, you will also be living with your joy and making a marriage after the image of Christ and his church. And that mm. comes from John Piper. Wow. And so to let you know, again, Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. If you have a Facebook page, please go and search them out by typing in Christian Humor, the four slash symbol and inspirations. Then we have Lucille Roan, who is the Honor and Truth Veteran Organization founder, better known as Hitvo. She is a motivational speaker. She is a licensed clinical social worker. Um, she is amazing. Okay. She is amazing woman of God who wants to see our active duty family and veterans in a better place and she helps and guides and shows you how she also do speaking engagements now we want you to join us back on June the 3rd um, because we want you to we won't be here next week because it's Memorial Day weekend so as we speak we're you know encouraging you to do the same but please feel free to send your marriage questions and topics to our Facebook page our Instagram um, our Twitter it's all marriage Mondays with the Kings our Twitter handle is at K-E-N-Y-A-N-S-H-A-N or email us at marriagemondaysandmycaregen.com. Don't forget our YouTube channel, which is Marriage Mondays with the Kings as well. We want to thank you so much for joining us and ask you to join us back on Monday, June the 3rd, right here on Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on KRGN 98.5 FM, The The Rock. Rock.